Are we allowed to enjoy this? Keener Manny is literally an opposition scrum half's nightmare. People say I refereed lots of matches when I actually played. <laughs> I, I... The Red 78 with Alan Quillen and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. The News Run on Off The Ball with Gillette. Proud sponsors of Movember. Gentlemen, start your razors. This is News Talk. We have Jack Carton back in an Irish squad this month. He's also signed a new three-year deal at Connacht. So Jack Carton is going to join us half past seven. Neve Briggs and Rory O'Connor on Wednesday Night Rugby after eight o'clock. It is a Champions League evening, of course, as well. Dominic Fifield covers Chelsea and Spurs. We'll get the lowdown on how Antonio Conte is settling in. Chelsea, meanwhile, looking very awesome just now. And Bose fans, we had Brian Kerr last night talking St. Pat's. So this evening, it's your turn. Johnny Logan, 9 o'clock on the football show. 53106 is the text number. We're at Off The Ball on Twitter. Rory O'Connor in studio for the news round as well. Hi, Joe. And Colin Milani, hello to you. Hi, Joe. I mean, really, my career has been leading up to Johnny Logan on the football show and Tonight's the night, Rory. Incredible, incredible season. I've had a, a sneak preview of it there, and I very much enjoyed it. The listeners are in for a in for a treat. I mean, he really loves the Bose affection. He does, yeah, yeah. I think I'd say now, if you if you'd gone deep on kind of the tactical formations for Saturday for Sunday, he, he might have struggled a little bit. But he definitely, um, I think he, he he it's reciprocated. I don't think it's a one way thing. I think it it kind of came together randomly, and and he he's embraced it, and he's he's played Dalyman Park. He helped the club out at low ebb, and it's a nice story. It's it's it's. Uh, I think he's got a lot out of it as well. Yeah, you of course also a Bowes fan. Yes, Carl just asked you there how you were feeling ahead of Sunday. And I thought you'd say, yeah, grand. And your answer instead was, no, I'm nervous. Oh, really nervous, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, I think I'm as stressed about this as I have been about anything since my wedding day. Um, so, so, you, you cover the Irish rugby team, you cover uh, various sports. For you, Bows in a sporting event, emotionally, that's the most nerve-wracking one, is it? Yeah, the beauty about I covered League of Ireland for a while and I covered... Um, GA as well, and I'd be a big Dublin fan as well. And, and the, yes, one I of the met, reasons I, I like after no one, final one day. Yes, I mean one of the reasons I like covering rugby is because I don't have the same affiliation with any of the teams as I do with Bowes or Dublin. And, and for me, you know, getting to specialise on one that had, didn't have that connection has been great because yeah, Bowes means an awful, awful lot to me, and um, it's a big family thing. My dad, my uncle, and uh, my sister are all members of the club, and we all we all go along. And, and it's been a when I. My first big game was 1992 uh, FAI Cup final when Bowes beat uh, Cork City with Dave Tilson's goal, and I've been a big fan ever since. So, going with my dad, my sister can't come unfortunately on, on Sunday. Going with my dad, my uncles, friends. It's just after such a long time being away from it to go to the Aviva Stadium to support Bowes with forty like forty thousand people there for us to see that many people at a Bowes game is it's just insane, um, and it's a really special day. It's been a bit of a mission for Bowes in the last couple of years to get win the cup because after the financial crisis that Bowes went through, the league hasn't really been a realistic proposition. Other fans taunt taunt Bowes that they, they haven't won a trophy in ages, but really being competitive has been an achievement. But the cup has been the kind of singular focus, and they've got the semi finals, took Cork to a replay you know we're on the cusp of getting to Aviva it's been a mission for the last couple of years to actually get there now the Waterford semi-final I've, I just I didn't enjoy it one bit I was just absolutely wired I'm hopefully going to enjoy Sunday a bit more but the fact that Bowes didn't qualify for Europe last week and are relying on a win on uh, Sunday to get into Europe puts a bit more pressure on as well so but I am really looking forward to it I mean nerves those nerves are why you play why you're interested in sport mm. So you were there long before the hipsters arrived on the scene? 
I was there before Johnny Logan. I was a, Johnny Logan doesn't remember this, I don't think, but I was at the night of the 1992 World uh, FAI Cup final. Uh, it was the same night, uh, or the night after, Linda Martin had won the Eurovision. He wrote Linda Martin's song, and my, my auntie was the backing singer, f- singer for Linda Martin. So after Bose won the Cup, we all went out to the airport to welcome my auntie Carol and Linda Martin back and Johnny Logan. And one of the Bo- my uncle put a Bose scarf around Johnny Logan's shoulders. So he was a Bose fan. That was what... Uh, 16 years before he actually performed at the cup final in 2008 so yeah I've been around for a while I was there in the old Daily Mount as, as a kid um, and I was there for the glory years that we, we had some great days in the 2000s but actually the club is a much better place to be now it's a much nicer place to be and it's uh, much more connected with its community and does a lot of stuff outside of it that um, I'm sure you've, you've talked about it with, with Daniel Lambert and stuff before I think but yeah. it's um, it's a, it's in a much healthier place we don't win as much as we did back then but we're a much better much more stable entity and it's, it's, it's in a really good place going into the next couple of years and win or lose on Sunday but hopefully we, we get that bit of silverware to, to celebrate Man how small is Ireland? <laughs> so randomly on the one night you're in that we have Johnny Logan on it turns out that your auntie was a backing singer for Linda Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Now, the Eurovision's always been we're, big. We're about two like, degrees of separation in this country. Yeah, My yeah, God. Yeah. So Linda Martin has said on national television she's a Bose fan as well. And I don't know if it just goes back, because I don't think she's very interested in football, but I don't know if it goes back to the fact that like half of the, maybe not half, but a, a good contingent of the people who were there to welcome her when she came back from the Malmo family. having won was about O'Connor family decked head to toe in red and black having beaten Cork City in the cup final. But yeah, Ireland... Can't beat it. Jeez, that's gas. <laughs> I do remember that night very well. I'm too younger to I'm too young to remember '87 or '80 when Logan was singing, but I can re- just about remember. It was Lin- the beginning Linda of Martin. the glory years? Yeah, the, the Listen. five and six, wasn't it? It's like, do we win every year? Yeah, and none of them were featured in the film. I'm disgusted about that. Johnny Logan, like he wasn't featured in the Eurovision film, which I thought was very, very disappointing. This is the Will Ferrell one, Titan. Yeah, which really wasn't great. I enjoyed it. Did it's you? Good fun. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm starting to see you maybe as a Eurovision nut here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, when you mentioned, I can't believe he wasn't in the scene with all the winners. I'm like, what scene with all the winners? So you obviously are like, oh, there's, Warrior, uh, I there's your man a, from 98. I wouldn't say I'm a modern Eurovision nut, but I think then, yeah, that glory, glory, glory years of the rock and roll kids and all of that, yeah, it'd be, yeah. Well, now listen. Myself if, and Dan McDonald, after a few beers now, might grow, get a rock and roll kids going. If rock and roll kids came on and I was in the right mood, there'd be a tear. <laughs> To be fair, I mean, they were glory years. Yeah, yeah. They were. I wouldn't watch it anymore at all. I watched it this year. It was good fun. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But Ireland just, we're not we're not at the races at all. We need Johnny back. I mean... Johnny in the, in the Bose choir. So, but are, would we have a chance anymore with the voting? No. I don't think so. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, Europe, it's a bit like qualifying for the, the World Cup in, in football. Like, Europe's so big now and there's so many different countries. It's just much more, more, much more difficult. But I think if you had the right song... You know, anyone can win it. It's not that corrupt. I mean, I don't think we've had a good song in about twenty years. Maybe some Eurovision entry will give out to me. But I mean, sending Dustin and things like that, probably Don and Joseph McCall, people like this. You know, you're not really realistic. <laughs> Hang on, stay, lay off Don and Joseph. Dustin, I'll take. Just the two that came to mind. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's harsh to <laughs> group them went, together. Did, did Chadwick go? Chadwick did go. Yeah, Chadwick went. went. Yeah, Mickey, yeah. Mickey Joe Hart has to be up Mickey there. Mickey Joe Hart. Yeah, yeah. Top so I ended up in There's a. Nothing wrong with Mickey Joe Hart. I ended up in a late bar. Mickey Joe Hart after in the, after he did a gig in UCT Student Bar myself again and Dan McDonald. Yeah, he was at the Annoy Minute student bar when I was there as well. Yeah, we were the similar vintage. Yeah, think, we are, yeah, we are. He did quite well, I think, did he? Yeah, I thought yeah, he, he was. Uh, Sorry, he was were, playing. I'm not having a word against Mickey Joe. He was playing Crystal last time. Well, last time I was in Crystal, Mickey Joe was was kind of doing a live yeah. performance. It was like he's still still going around. Yeah, he was okay. That was probably one of the better entrances. But that's, that's nearly 20 years ago, isn't it? Really, that would be in 2003, 2004. Yeah, God. we got the world tonight. That's frightening. Yeah, we got anyway. the world tonight. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, poor show. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Logan, uh, on the way at nine o'clock. So uh, that is coming your way. We should start the news round. It is with thanks to Gillette, proud sponsors of November. Gentlemen, start your razors. Call. There is live football this evening, and yeah. not a bad game in Manchester, we should say. Yeah, there certainly is. Uh, Manchester City, no positive result at home to Paris Saint-Germain this evening, will secure their place in the last 16 of the competition. Pep Guardiola's side are a point clear of the French club at the top of their group. That's despite losing 2-0 to them in September. PSG arrive in Manchester with speculation continuing to surround manager Maurizio Pochettino and his potential move to Manchester United. But the Argentinian says he's committed to his current job. I am so happy in Paris Saint-Germain. And, um, you know, I am focused and to try to give my best like uh, we are doing. I was a player in Paris Saint-Germain. I love the club. I love the fans. Um, I think it's, uh, it's a fantastic time uh, to be on the club. Uh, we are fighting in the Premier League. Uh, I think it's 11 or 10 points, the, the difference in the league. And we are fighting for that. We are fighting now in the Champions League to qualify uh, against Manchester City. I think, um, yes, um, I think we need to be focused on that. That is my priority and that is my responsibility. Ginostari said we're fighting in the Premier League Freudian slip there <laughs> yeah. on Mauricio's part to be fair to him that's fairly unequivocal I'm saying because some of the quotes yesterday which were in print sections were very much like you know football's about the present and things can change and it seemed like he was alluding to that possibility that seemed relatively straight I would think yeah, but I wouldn't be entirely surprised yeah. if by the end of the year, if after however many interim managers Manchester United go through, that he remains their their their, their top choice. And you know, for all the Paris Saint Germain have all the money in the world, it doesn't look like a pretty. Co- I mean, I don't think it's, you're swapping. I don't know if it's a right fit either, Manchester United. It's it's going to have a lot of the similar problems. A lot of you know, you're swapping Messi for you know Messi who does no work work to Ronaldo who does no work, and you're a high intensity manager. So um, he does seem to make an awful lot of sense for Manchester United. But how much power he would have to actually shape that dressing room to his own style of play would be, I'd be dubious about it. It's, it. It looks like a very hard club to manage. It is the one thing which hasn't been discussed much around Pochettino is that Ronaldo is not a player he wants. No. So. But he wasn't a player Solskjaer seemed to want either. And I mean, he's got Messi, Mbappe and, and Neymar who do, who do no work at his team. I mean, you think of his Spurs team were such a like committed, hard-working team and now he's managing this... Anyway, he basically, his formation is, you know, the, the whole most of the team sits back and leave these three guys up, up top and kind of works because they're... Sometimes it works because they're so good. He's kind of going to be dealing with the same thing until Ronaldo eventually decides to retire or moves elsewhere... But at the moment, United is Ronaldo is is the Ronaldo club, and whoever manages and I think that's why Zidane or a Laurent Blanc figure makes a little bit of sense because they're, you know, it's kind of more a Real Madrid type job than a than a project. And I think Pochettino is better at a pro- like I think Pochettino would fit better at Liverpool if Klopp was to leave than he would at United mm-hmm. because those players probably would work in the way that he wants them to work. Yeah, kick off at eight. Liverpool in action as well. Yeah, they are. They host Porto at Anfield. Jurgen Klopp's side have already secured their passage through to the knockout phase. But uh, Jurgen Klopp has named a pretty strong team. But there is a Champions League debut for Tyler Morton, who came on and or made his Premier League debut at the weekend. Uh, Quevin Kelleher not in goal this evening. As Allison starts in goal. A couple of uh, 5.45 kickoffs uh, as well. The latest scorers there, Besiktas 1, Ajax 2 and Inter Milan uh, 2, Shakhtar Donetsk 0 are the latest scores uh, from those games. Uh, on the 
international front, of course, the Republic of Ireland women's side have a very important uh, couple of games coming up and Vera Powell looks set to have a full squad to pick from for tomorrow night's World Cup qualifier against Slovakia. Ireland go into the game, of course, off the back of that memorable win over Finland last month. And as I say, it's the first of two games in this international window with Georgia, the visitors, to Tallaght Stadium next Tuesday. Tomorrow's game will be live here and off the ball with Nathan Murphy and Emma Byrne on commentary. And the Republic of Ireland defender Savannah McCarthy says their sole focus is on tomorrow's clash. For us, it's just taking game by game. Um, so, yeah, all eyes are on Slovakia. Um, we want to try to get the three points, but uh, we don't underestimate them. They're a good team and, uh, yeah, they're quick and they try to get you on the counter. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and like Carl says, live commentary of that game tomorrow evening. Join us from 7. Meanwhile, Waterford are trying to get their act together ahead of a huge game against UCD on Friday. Yeah, they've added Ian Hendon to their coaching staff ahead of that game against uh, UCD, the promotion relegation playoff. The Englishman will link up with uh, Mark Burcham's assistant, Dave Bell. There, He was a former Tottenham Hotspur, of course, defender and has amassed some coaching experience in England and the UK as well. Burcham, of course, was sacked yesterday uh, by the club. Elsewhere in the League of Ireland today, Derry City have formally completed the signings of Michael Duffy and Patrick McElhenney. The pair both returned to the Ryan McBride Brandywell front on dog and it caps off a pretty good week for Derry City. They confirmed earlier in the week that Will Patching has also swapped Oriel Park for Rory Higgins side for next season yeah it's a messy situation at Waterford and it's such an it's an important week for the League of Ireland because if UCD beat Waterford in that playoff then there'll be no team from Munster in the league next year and that is not a good thing for a national league it's they'll have five Dublin clubs um, and one of whom is UCD who have a very good team and always have very good players but they're not an addition in terms of the commercial appeal or in terms of the crowds they bring it's, it, it wouldn't be a good thing Waterford for all that they're a bit of a basket case they still got to a cup semi-final and brought a big crowd to Daddy Mount this year Bertram seemed to be doing a great job they, they, they beat Bowes 2-1 they're one of the reasons Bowes are not automatically in Europe this year I covered that game doing commentary for uh, LOI TV and they were, they were very well organised he seemed like a really good manager he seemed like a very good advocate for the club he's quite outspoken he used to give out refs an awful lot but he he was doing a very good job and just like what a mess the week of your to destabilise the entire thing in the week of your promotion relegation playoff when there's so much at stake it's just crazy I mean it's classic League of Ireland stuff yeah Look, we can talk about that, and it's a serious issue, but needless to say, all the listeners want to talk about now is Eurovision. <laughs> uh, Siobhan Doyle, Linda Martin is a Bose fan, pass it on. It's been a good six months since Off the Ball has gone down an in-depth Eurovision rabbit hole, and it's about time. Uh, Chris points out, hold on a second, Dustin is a national treasure. True? Absolutely true. And I have a Dustin album at home from when he released it as a, uh, when I was there at 12, but he wasn't right for Eurovision. It wasn't the right fit. Well, Chris argues uh, Irlande Duzpois was yeah, a banger. We were robbed. <laughs> yeah. Severe case of turkey phobia from our Eurovision. His duet with Bob Geldof uh, um, was, was better, I think. Yeah, so uh, there we are. I'll get to more Euro- Eurovision <laughs> <laughs> text in due course. Uh, the Kareem Benzema story has been an extraordinary one and it's reached something of a conclusion today, I think, pending an appeal maybe from the Benzema camp. Yeah, he's been given a one-year suspended jail term for attempted blackmail. A court in Versailles has found that the 33-year-old uh, found the 33-year-old guilty of conspiring to blackmail former teammate Matthew Valbuena over a sex tape. Benzema, who has also been fined €75,000, denies the allegations and will appeal the verdict and he's uh, expected to be involved with Real Madrid this evening against Sheriff in the Champions League. And then John Fleck, a lot of people would have seen uh, very disturbing scenes last night, so good news on that front. 
Yeah, he's been discharged from hospital after collapsing during last night's 1-0 championship win at Reading. He was treated on the pitch before being taken off on a stretcher, but he was conscious when he left the stadium and he's been discharged from hospital uh, today. And just on the injury front for Tottenham, Antonio Conte believes that Christian Romero's hamstring injury is serious. The defender picked up the problem while on international duty with Argentina. Spurs play Muir in the Conference League tomorrow before a league clash with Burnley on Sunday. OK, that's your news round for this evening. Carl, thanks very much. Thanks, Joe. Rory O'Connor back for uh, rugby after eight. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Cheers, Carl.